Blog Talk Radio. You know, every time I speak, I want the truth to come out. You know what I'm saying? Every time I speak, I want to shiver. You know, I don't want them to be like, they know what I'm going to say because it's polite. They know what I'm going to say. And even if I get in trouble, you know what I'm saying? That Ain't that what we're supposed to do? It's, I'm not saying I'm going to rule the world or I'm going to change the world, but I guarantee that I will spark the, the, the brain that will change the world. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, and welcome to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. We are the return of intelligent radio as we ensure the free flow of opinions and push the envelope on the questions Americans are afraid to ask in the mainstream media. Good morning to all the truth seekers out there this morning's conversation with smart organizations. We have special guests on the line, returning guests, Special guest, Danielle Jones from Speak Georgia. Thank you, Queen, for being with us as we have a slight change-up. We normally make conversation with smart people, but you are one of those, and you've been a special guest <laughs> in particular for yourself before. But thank you for coming on as part of our smart organization. First time we've attempted to, in a sense, take a view at an organization versus, versus the individual. But, again, I expect you know, no, no, you know, you've been part of some some groundbreaking stuff with the Mental Dialogue community. So thank you for returning with us, Queen, as you were part of our groundbreaking um, event last night at the Mental Dialogue Live Experience. So if you will say hello to all the truth seekers and give a little bit of your background, and we'll start off talking about the live experience before we jump into Speak George as well. But go ahead, Queen. Yeah, hey, well, thank you so much. It's always good to be back and to, you know, chat with you in, in the audience. Um, so, yeah, so Janelle Jones, and I am here to talk about Speak Georgia. Um, I've worked in politics for about 10 years. My fiancé and I started Speak Georgia together to um, turn our kitchen table talks into uh, political discussions that are open to the audience. Um, he's been in, in business, in the business uh, community for a really, really long time. So together, combined between the two of us, we have a number of contacts, relationships, and just political and business capital that um, that we can call on whenever a certain situation arises. So let's say there's a topic in the news, and we want to get you know, expert advice on it versus just taking the media's um, information you know, as, as facts. We can we have people we can call due to our our, our industries. Um, so what we wanted to do was, and what we have done, 
is created a town hall experience, which is it's a live, interactive town hall experience. When I say live, I mean we're actually physically in the building. We we cover all the costs. So it's a free event. Um, you come out, and we provide you with a uh, expert on a topic. Like, for instance, our very first town hall was a criminal justice reform. We brought in the special assistant to the deputy, I'm sorry, deputy assistant now to the president, uh, Jerron Smith, who co-authored authored the First Step Act. So we brought him in as our guest. And the audience was able to interact directly with him and get their answers, their questions and answers um, as they need it. So this time on August 8th, um, and I'm sure we'll talk about the, this, the date and all that again, but on August 8th um, at 6.30 p.m., we're, we're bringing in Representative Georgia House Representative um, Ed Sessler, who is the sponsor of the Heartbeat Bill. And this was super important to us because the Heartbeat Bill is not just about abortion, but it's also about so many other freedoms and um, policies that are built into that bill that we can, I'm sure, you know, you and I talk about later on, um, that are built into that bill, and we want people to be fully and well-informed. So um, so that's why where, where Speak Georgia came from, and we are so super happy. Um, Kelvin had another appointment, so that's why he's not on right now, but he definitely um, is with me. We partner on this, and we're excited to do it. Well, yeah, you're definitely equipped to hold him down, Queen. And, and speaking of holding him down, real quickly, just to just to mention last night's Mental Dialogue Live experience for those who are not in the Atlanta area, or if you're in the Atlanta area, if you missed out last night, the Mental Dialogue Live experience is the smartest event in the city. But last night we kicked off our Black Love Summer Tour. Again, just take a quick detour, and we'll get right back into Speak Georgia. Uh, but last night was our Black Love Summer Tour, and I was Super excited to feature yourself and Kelvin again, who's here with us in spirit this morning. Uh, the the idea that y'all actually met at our event, and we're talking about uh, our community club, the Mr. Dialogue Community Club, in which our first pillar is to encourage strong Black families. And uh, and aside to that pillar is the fact that we also tell people to look for. Uh, professional counseling in addition in addition to, in a sense, their spiritual counseling. So we were able to put together uh, a unique event surrounding um, you and Kevin last night to kick off our Black Love Summer Tour to say, hey, this couple actually met here. This is a testimony of the, the, the discussions that we have once a month in this coffee shop uh, for it to grow into an actual relationship because, hey, they met right here. And then not only do they meet here and we're happy to celebrate your, your engagement of, as of, I guess maybe almost a month ago from what I understand, but not only are we happy yeah. to celebrate that engagement, but let's also uh, bring in a couple of experts here so, you know, so they can, in a sense, let's start them off right with some of that proper professional advice that, again, that, again nothing wrong with spiritual advice. It's just uh, in today's time with a level of dysfunction that seems to exist specifically sometimes in our own community, I think it was it was beautiful to highlight, hey, here's an approach that's, and again, you know, mm-hmm. you, you know, last night is not enough, but it was a start to us in not only putting out the pillar, encourage strong black families, but it was us living it out. So I thank y'all, one, for coming, and I'm just glad to celebrate y'all. If again, we could mention that, and we'll mm-hmm. get to a break and come back with Speak Georgia. Go ahead, Queen. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, we had a great time. Um, what was 
really interesting and, and relevant about the whole evening is that you had um, couples and individuals there who were in very different spaces in their relationships, you know. So while we were newly engaged, mm-hmm. you know, we also, you know, um, had another couple who had just gotten married, and then you had um, the the our our wise woman, <laughs> um, Aminata, oh my God. who was. Oh my gosh! Yes, our our elder has been married for yeah a long time. So and even before the panel started, I don't know if you, if you I don't think you were around when we were in our small groups, which is also a great aspect of mental dialogue. Um, we were in our small groups talking about monogamy. That was our subject, and she was mm-hmm. spitting wisdom. Okay. <laughs> So, I can do um, you laying so, it down. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. So not only did we, you know, benefit from hearing her on the panel, we were happy to have shared, you know, some of the wisdom that we had, but we were getting we were able to get advice and wisdom to help us to move as we're moving forward. So it was a great, great event and I just encourage everyone to if you haven't been to a mental dialogue event, to please, please check it out. I very much appreciate that. Glad to do it. Glad to hear that you, in a sense, as you said, received information that you and um, Kelvin can use going forward. So glad to, again, been a part of that. And, yes, all of it was intentional, you know, the different levels as far as how long people have been married. And, you know, she was pretty much the glue to the night, you know, I mean, 38 years married. Mm-hmm. Um, she, you know, she had wanted her husband to be able to attend, but she held it down like you're holding it down for your future husband. So, again, <laughs> you see all these aspects that, again, um, you know, just to say this and we'll go to a quick break. But at the same time, you know, these pillars that we have, it's, it's, it's encouragement. I always say if people are exposed to the right information, they will eventually do right. And we don't tell people what to do. Mm-hmm. We literally want people to come in with their various opinions and basically figure it out for themselves based on where they're in, in their own lives. So we don't tell people how to go. But we definitely touch as much as, as much as we can the different areas to improve our community, because as I always say, we can be neighbors even though we don't live next to each other. And if you are a first time listening to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, we even recommend people use this show this way, particularly these conversation with smart people series that we have every third Saturday, which is there's a chance to talk to an expert. You're going to learn something today if you want to understand more about politics. Because I appreciate what Janelle and Kevin are doing with Speak Georgia. Let's go to a very quick break, and when we come back, we will definitely get into what. Janelle and Kevin are doing with Speak Georgia. We'll be right back. All I ask is that you think. purchase or sell a home in Atlanta's competitive real estate market, there's only one real estate agent we call on, Ephraim Abdullah. Not only is he honest and straightforward, but he has a proven repeatable strategy that consistently gets his clients the homes they wanted versus their second or third choice. What's Ephraim's secret? His virtual on-the-spot offer moves his clients to the front of the line for purchases. And for sales, his no-nonsense approach gets your home sold and off the market. For a results-oriented real estate experience, contact Ephraim Abdullah, a licensed agent powered by EXP Realty at 770-800-7922. Again, that number is 770-800-7922. 
Welcome back to the Mr. Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates. This morning's conversation with smart organizations includes co-founder Janelle Jones of Speak Georgia. She gave a little background to, in a sense, how Speak Georgia started, basically table talk conversations you and your fiancé, Kevin King, have in reference to politics, both of you having extensive backgrounds, as you said, in you in politics, him in business, and him, uh, you know, also loving politics, you know, from a personal standpoint. He definitely makes his, his stance open, always have, and so I'm pretty sure he's glad to be a part of this. One thing that um, I was unfortunately unable to attend, uh, and I so badly wanted to attend uh, the last one, the first one, the first um, town hall meeting that y'all had, especially because it was a it was a, a, a subject that is near and dear to my heart. You've known me for a long time, and if there's a couple of soapbox issues I personally have, it's, as I always say, it's in mass incarceration and marriage before children. And so right now we, we're touching both. We talked about you getting married last night. Hopefully I'll, I'll follow <laughs> the suit soon. Um, but in reference to the last subject, I was so hurt to not be able to attend the last one, you know, having car troubles, I don't mind putting it out with a family here. And so I wasn't able to um, make it out to the last one and so badly wanted to and was um, loving the fact that, as you mentioned, the, the, the idea that y'all plan and intend to have these town halls with the actual experts, not, as you say, watching it on TV and people bring in that are groomed to kind of spit the you know, the party lines one way or the other. You're going to the actual people that are, in a sense, all the way behind the scenes and giving people mm-hmm. an opportunity to be that quote unquote informed citizens. Uh, because one thing mm-hmm. I think you, you can jump in here. Uh, one thing that our democracy or those who are in the know, uh, one way that people at least feel this may be not real, but this is something that I think the public feels one way that we in a sense feel that our, uh, our, elected officials or those in power, whatever you want to say, take advantage of, of the public is, in a sense, the less informed the public is, then in a sense, the more control they have of the public. And so, uh, to your credit, you put together this town hall. I did go and see the feedback, just so you know, and the feedback is not <laughs> only great, but people were saying absolutely surprised at how bipartisan the actual event was. Um, I'm not surprised mm-hmm. by it because I know y'all you're you're ilk and what you're or whatever, but some people were and 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 so I just want to kind of say all of that and let you jump in. But the concept mm-hmm. of an informed citizen when it comes to the political process, people treat mm-hmm. you know in a sense they treat it important, but they're not always informed. And y'all are doing something about it. So I just wanted to highlight that and have you speak mm-hmm. to that aspect because I'm pretty sure that played a heavy role in y'all putting this together. Go ahead, Queen. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, so Kelvin and I, we we definitely identify as Republicans, and we are proud of that, which most people know, who know us. Um, But, and yeah, I'm assuming you meant nonpartisan. But um, because yes, well, yes, I'm sorry. Event, yeah, yes, I'm sorry. Thank you. For yeah, <laughs> because the event itself is de- designed to be a nonpartisan event because we are we're here to be an information tool, informational tool to people. And um, like you say, yeah, I, we we personally are um, always annoyed when we watch TV and we hear something being presented when we just talk to either the person they're talking about. Or um, we may have just talked to someone who's very close to that person and who's given us the, the, the real background. And the thing about it is what you have to understand when we talk about media is that 
number one, it is a form of entertainment. Um, number two, ratings matter. And um, with ratings, if you don't have enough ratings, you don't have sponsors. If you don't have sponsors, you don't have money. If you don't have money, you can't pay your staff. You don't have a show. So um, so you have to be, make sure you have a high number of ratings, and that comes through making sure you're entertaining. And then thirdly, it's important to understand, too, that in most cases we do these interviews. And I remember I did an interview for CBS, and we actually interviewed for two hours, two hours. And the clip itself for itself was 15 minutes, and it was three of us on the panel. So they, they took two clips of our two-hour mm-hmm. interview per, um, it, per panelist, right? So think about how wow. much information was not provided, right, that, that you're, what you're not getting because, you know, we have to cut these segments down. And then you have the editing factor, which um, – you know, I personally don't harp on the whole editing piece like some people do because I do feel that, you know, you have to be mindful of what you say and always keep in mind that it can be edited. And in most cases, it's not, you know, chopped up, you know, it's just that they're made, they, they pull out segments. So with all of that being said, we are relying on that system that has so many flaws in it naturally not to mention the unnatural flaws, um, right. to, to be our source of information, you know? And so how do you know that you're making a well-thought-out um, decision based on a flawed system? So our town halls, we when we have these town halls, we literally come up with maybe three questions among the two of us. Because when we get when people get there, arrive, we give them a card that has um, a space for them to ask their question, as well as their name and who they're with, or their company or their business, as a means of us being able to help promote people. In, as a, you know, while we're doing this, um, mm-hmm. and what we'll do is we collect the card and we'll say, you know what, hey, we have Montoya Smith here from Mental Dialogue. His question is, and then Montoya stands up. He, I, I read the question to, nice. to the guest. The guest answers it, and then there's a discussion between you and him. So, you know, you can ask him, well, yeah, you know, well, uh, yeah, that was my question. Thank you for answering it. And you may have a slight rebuttal. You'll get one rebuttal, but to, to, for the sake of time. Mm-hmm. However, you know, a lot of people found that to be very, very helpful. And to your nonpartisan point, um, lastly, uh, yeah, there were a number of um, Democrats. It was pretty much 50-50 to Democrat to Republican. Wow. And although the wow. guest is a Republican and he works for the administration, the discussion is a very nonpartisan discussion, just like all of these policies should be, right? And and, and, and we had a young lady there who came up to me, and she – when she said, when I first got here and I thought I saw that it was you guys and, you know, I thought this was going to be a Republican event, I almost left. But she was like, I'm so glad I didn't. And it actually caused me to think about myself and how I how much information I missed because I um, consider the source rather than listening to the, to, to the advice or what's being provided. So we are, you know, doing it differently and opening up the conversation so that we are able to um, provide, you know, real information and not um, just, you know, bits and pieces of, of, of topics. Beautiful. I mean, as you now that you explained again, I hate that I missed it. Uh, you pretty much <laughs> by, like you said, by only leading with you two, only leading with a few questions, not the typical um, 
situation where the moderators themselves are kind of leading, or you know what I mean, or in a sense, it's a hand, you know, mm-hmm. it's a hand-picked guest where the moderator leads with all the questions. I see how it becomes an open forum just by how you laid it out. Like you said, you gotta kick it off and start mm-hmm. the conversation. So y'all are you come in prepared with a few things to get things started, uh, but by opening mm-hmm. up to the public, it, that that is so beautiful that it actually that's where the nonpartisan actually comes in because you've created a format mm-hmm. that allows for that. And wow, direct access yeah. to experts. Like like mm-hmm. where, you know, like you know, mm-hmm. where they do that at. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, I mean I it's know. not the first I I mean, again, it's not that experts are never brought in, but it's usually in a controlled environment. Y'all in a sense took away exactly. the control. You just put together yep. something formal. Um, you know, beautiful, excellent, because I know how y'all move um, again. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, but I would like to just jump in since I missed just to even mention some of the particulars. So again, this is mm-hmm. an area near and dear to me. Um, again, just was so impressed and was glad to, in a sense, cross-promote that y'all were having Jerron Smith uh, at the last mm-hmm. one. And, and, you know, again, since I missed it. Um, you know, like yeah. Kelvin had told me, hey, if you make it, uh, you know, we're going to give you a chance to, to, to ask a question. And so uh, one thing I wanted to just ask you in reference to uh, that last town hall, and, again, this is a question I would have had, um, as, as, mm-hmm. again, because you know this is an issue that is near and dear to me, uh, I was very much for the First Step Act. Um, you also know that I am a, mm-hmm. a, a political independent, so I'm not led by what one party says as far as what makes sense. The First Step Act, in my opinion, made sense specifically for, mm-hmm. uh, if you want to, if you will, a black agenda. You've been on the show before, right. and we can, you know, we could go all day about whether there is a, is there really a black agenda or not. But again, for me. Because being concerned about the African American community, I thought the first step at was a good first step. And so, what I would have loved mm-hmm. to ask, if somebody may have, is I would love to have you speak to it. Is just the idea of uh, what are we looking at as far as the next step? Uh, at the, ultimately, uh, the first step act is kind of a back end. Uh, again, beautiful approach to get people out of prison who have already served mm-hmm. their time, who shouldn't have been there. And that's also um, just to highlight what it, a couple things that it does, and also let's ensure that they don't go back. Like these are the kind of yeah, things absolutely. that have been put in place with the First Step Act. The uh, I would say a, a, a even bigger, and again, I appreciate that. So I don't say bigger as if something's wrong with the First Step Act. I love it. I'm happy that it exists. Mm-hmm. My question would have been related to where is our next step as far as front end, um, front end meaning. Uh, the idea of before someone goes in, what type of are we are we moving in that direction? Again, I like the first step. Uh, what does the second step look like for those who are this close to policy? That's what I would have loved to share with Jerron. Yeah. I was wondering, do you have any insight with that relationship? You know, where is going to be? Where is the next push going to come? Whether it's led by Republicans or Democrats, that part I don't care about. But I want us to continue down this path because it affects our community so much. Go ahead, Queen. I'm sorry. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so we, and it's funny you said that because we, it looks like we're going to have to do a round two because, um, there are, there, there's, I don't, I'm not sure if they've already done it. I know they're getting, definitely getting ready to unveil the second step act. So, which is the second part, because there's been so many people released under the first step act, which is so amazing because 90% of those hundreds and even thousands of, I'm sure, I think we're in a thousand range now of people who've been Mm -hmm. released are 90% of them Mm -hmm. are African-American men. And so, or African-Americans. So that is, 
huge okay. for our community, huge. And it does not get enough publicity, which is why I do have my um, issues with the media. And it's not because of my partisan views. It's because, as you can see, there's not enough of that. You know, we're talking about stuff on the media that just in media that does not pertain directly to our community. So this is something that is awesome. So one of the things that Jerron talked about with the First Step Act itself was just how important it was, what it was designed to do, how it was targeting people, especially it was targeting those who did not have any type of violent offenses. Right. These were mostly drug offenses, um, individuals who right. may have been arrested in the 90s, you know, even the early, early to mid-late uh, 80s. Um, late 80s. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, the late 80s and early 90s. Um, and, you know, for a small drug offense, but but received a hefty, you know, sentence. And in most cases, these people served, you know, 10, 15, even 20 years up until this point. Mm-hmm. And what's important to, to, about this is that there is a component to where they are partnering with um, workforce development and, and, and individ- people who mm-hmm. can help transition them back into society in a healthy way. So, and I, and so I, I, I don't have any details as of yet on the Second Step Act. Mm-hmm. Um, Jerron and I, because okay. um, one part of our of our um, town hall is that if your question did not get answered, we would send the questions to the expert, get the responses, and email it back. So wow. we're actually going to change wow. that process, yeah, a little bit, because okay. the expert, okay. since this is our first time, he wanted us to call him so we're we're in the process of setting up a time but with him working for the president you know wow. it gets changed and things move um so i'm still working on getting that call and we had two that that changed where i can talk to him and get the answers and then i would email it back to people who questions did not get asked wow. at the event due to time yeah so so that's some that is an aspect of so that's, what, that's what connections well. look like hondadale you know i'm, I'm learning right now <laughs> Right. This is called being you know, connected. You, okay, I got, I got it. I'm on, you know I me. Mean? I'm right. on, I'm down here, I'm down here. You know, you came out to the Minute Dollar last, last. I always like to say, hey, what brings you out amongst the dinner thieves? You know, the old Nino Brown's reference. Oh, so, you know, I'm gosh. down there on the grassroots. So this is what connected sounds like. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Queen. I'm, go, yeah, I'm well, sorry. you know, I started in the grassroots, right? So the fact that, I, I mean, I still have a love for grassroots. So does Kelvin. We, we have not forgotten the grind of how we, you know, had to build our careers ourselves and get us to a point where we can do these things. But what's most important is, like, you know, we talk about giving back. This is giving back, you know. It's being able to utilize mm-hmm. what you've obtained, you know, to, to help benefit your community and your people. And that is something that we are we pride ourselves on, that we don't forget that, that we are a part of the black community, you know, regardless of our political affiliations and what people think about it. We love our community. We understand things about our community that other people don't, and we will never forget that and turn our back on our community. So this is our way of using what we have to give back, and um, and it's really good. So as I get more details on the Second Step Act, we will um, – Make sure to provide that with you. I mean, provide that information so we can do another town hall. And then we also are going to do an Opportunity Zones town hall as well. So, um, And we have um, a gentleman who's in the administration who's over Opportunity Zones who we – it's funny because his admin is one of my, my good, good friends. So that shouldn't be hard to, to make happen. But, um, but yeah, so that's that. Real and, quick, um, I want to find with that real quick, real quick if you don't mind. You're talking about the guy mm-hmm. I met when I that, that was here in Georgia. Is that mm-hmm. Hancock or that that dude? 
Yeah. I can't remember his name right now. Oh, um, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, I can't wait for that. I can't wait yes, for yes, that yes, town yes. hall. So I, I got to be there. That yes, dude is the right person to lead that. I can't think of his name right now, but I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I just yeah, want to know yeah, if we were, we're talking definitely. about because he's a part of it. I'm there. Yes, it is. I didn't want to mention his name right now, but but that's yes, fair, that fair. is what we're fair, talking about. Um, but um, yes. Yeah, sorry, he, sorry, he audience. This was an inside between me and Janelle. <laughs> you know, this is a, this is a know, community show. I know. Sometimes we do side notes in front of y'all, so there, there it is. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, no, that's okay. Ahead, so that's yeah, it. so we um, but but yeah, but but real quick about the heartbeat bill because that is something that is coming up. There is so many pieces of the heartbeat bill, and one that I talk about that pertains to our community directly is one thing that's no, it's no secret that in our community, number one, we carry the highest number of um, abortions. And then secondly, we also um, are, you know, definitely in the higher percentile of families um, that are bro- broken families and um, p- single moms. And, and a lot of single parents that I've, I've talked to and communicated with, their struggle has been, of course, financial support. And um, with the heartbeat bill, um, moms will be able to start collecting child support um, as soon as they are able to get a DNA test, even if it's through the womb. So the baby hasn't even been born yet, and they can go ahead and start collecting child support to assist them throughout this process. Because, I mean, pregnancy is something that is, um, you know, I've, I haven't had a child. I plan to. But what I do know from people and friends that who have had children is that even during the pregnancy, it's costly. You know, a lot of times you have appointments, you have you have things you have to buy for the baby. I mean, it's so much expense that goes into the preparing of the bringing this child into the world as well. So that is something that is not being talked about in the media. The only thing that we hear is the six week heartbeat. You know, that's when um, you you don't you can no longer have an abortion, but. You know, there's a process to this. You know, it has to go through certain processes. Um, you know, when is it going to be implemented? What happens if, you know, if, if I don't abide by it? What happens to doctors? What happens to me? You know, so if so that these are questions that we're going to, um, you know, definitely dig deep into and dive into to ensure that when people leave, they have a full, complete understanding of what this bill is. And then Representative Sessler has a really unique personal story as well as to why this is such a um, prominent, um, uh, you know, subject for him, not to mention the number of people who supported him and supported this bill. So regardless of whether or not you are pro-life or pro-choice, it is important to have this discussion and to talk about the aspects of this bill that may pertain to you because you may not agree with, you know, abortion or you may before, you know, abortion, but there's still aspects of this bill that I do believe will, um, you know, that may, you know, be a positive for you as well. Oh, no, cool. Um, yeah, definitely. We're actually up against the break, so we're going to go to a quick break. When we come back, we're going to definitely further explore um well, again, this bill that you're talking about for your upcoming town hall, we're actually going to open up the phone lines in case there are people out there. If you're interested in, you know, how to be more informed, how to get involved in politics, Janelle also has that background. So, again, we're just having a free flow of conversation, uh, but you can definitely become a part of this conversation. I'll give the number out now if you want to go ahead and try to get in the call queue. It's 646-787-1691. Again, that's 646 787 one six nine one. We'll be right back. All I ask is that you think. Square Business Entertainment brings you their latest hit. 
I Really Want You by Taylor Pace. Take a listen. Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates. This morning's conversation with smart organizations features co-founder Danielle Jones, co-founder of Speak Georgia. So we're learning more about these exclusive community open town halls that her and her fiancé, Calvin King, have put together for the public to become more informed citizens informed citizen when it comes to and assist the political process. If we could take a quick step back before getting into the uh, heartbeat bill, I just wanted to just kind of just point this out and share this uh, as you were kind of beautifully laying out, in a sense, how important your own community is to you. And I think I think it's just beautiful for people, again, whatever impression they may have, of, you know, based on your political affiliation or those who, who – Maybe don't know you. I just I just wanted to point out that it was quite beautiful for you to for you to point out. Hey, this is why we're doing this. Our community is very important, and I wanted to highlight that because something that I feel like we specialize in at the community the Middle Dollar Community Club is the idea of how welcoming welcoming we are to all different affiliations, whether that be political, religious. You know, sexual orientation, whatever the case may be, we are, we are very are a open community club, and I, I always say we're the best in the world at having hard conversations on these different dialogues. And I just think you pointing mm-hmm. out, hey, this is why this is important to myself and Kelvin is a, a opportunity for someone who might not know you to say, okay, well, I don't, you know, well, maybe I didn't agree with her on this, or I can't believe she said that, but now here, you know, that was a chance to kind of for you to point out, hey, my computer community's important to me, even though I may for some, go about it in a different way. And, again, these are just assumptions, and that's what I like to point out with the community club, that we we, we show people you can disagree and dialogue, and y'all are doing that with these town hall. Clearly y'all are doing that with these town you know, town hall meetings or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, again, I appreciate the fact that you're mm-hmm. doing it. And I also will say this, you know, leading back up to the heartbeat bill for anybody listening, again, whether you agree or disagree, what you just heard is an opportunity for you to be informed because this is a bill that's in place now. So it doesn't, at this point, um, you know, mm-hmm. whether you agree with it or disagree with it, here's a chance to be informed about all the details right. of it versus what, as you mentioned, all that you're going to hear in the media mm-hmm. and with, you know, with anything in place, you know, it doesn't mean it can't mm-hmm. be changed in the future. So if that's your personal fight, no problem. But you go to this town hall, mm-hmm. you will at least be very informed and, and being informed again, whether you agree or disagree, is still a position that you need to be in when it comes to politics. So again, I appreciate, mm-hmm. uh, you know, again, you pointing it out. And I just wanted to highlight 
you know, just you yourself and and you expressing yeah. your own sincerity, how much your community needs <clears throat> to mm-hmm. you. So again, I just wanted to make sure people yeah. you know, heard that as well. Go ahead, Queen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to like kind of harp on that a little bit because so it's so Calvin and I we were thinking about um, so we took engagement photos, you know, not too long ago. And what was funny is we were riding in the car, and I was like, man, I was like, you know, my makeup artist was a black owned business. The photographer mm-hmm. was a black-owned business. Even the suit that Kelvin was wearing came from a black-owned business, you know. And and I was just and my hair when I got my hair done it came from a black-owned business. And when I say black-owned, I mean these are it's their business, you know. And I right. was just like, wow, we 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 don't realize sometimes how you um, how much you impact your community even when you're not even trying, you know. And so. But that's how much we love our people. You know, we you 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 connect with those who you um are who you associate yourself with. But what I want to talk about when you were talking about the information piece, the reason why information is so important, and this is something that I will say that kind of scares me about where the direction of where our community is going in. And again, it does, despite your political affiliation, we as a community have to find a way to pay attention to the positive things that are happening regardless of who it's coming from. And the reason why I say that is because too often um, we will, if if I was to sit here and watch, you know, MSNBC, Fox News, C-SPAN, whatever, um, over and over and over again, I will be inundated with the entertainment piece, right? So right now everyone's talking about the whole squad situation and the tweet situation and all of that. But while you're talking about that, the Second Step Act is being drafted. These people are getting released from prison. The, there are um, a number of opportunity zones that are popping up all over the black community because in, in primarily low-income communities that we can invest in and actually not only benefit our community, but we also can benefit ourselves. There are so many things that are happening and that behind the scenes that we're not paying attention to while we're giving our attention to something that is yielding no return to our community. So what I was well, saying is said to those things are said to entertain us. And uh, you know I mean sorry kind of you know jump cut you off, but I just want to highlight uh, highlight that part again that a lot of people are taking their opportunity to become informed by an entity that is more focused on entertaining you. So how informed mm-hmm. will you be? You will be less informed. Um, I had a friend right. recently, like myself, he doesn't watch TV, um, and he so happened to have a day where he decided to watch the different um, broadcasts that you mentioned, all of them, CNN, MSNBC, mm-hmm. and Fox. And he literally hadn't watched mm-hmm. in years. Again, I'm not a TV watcher as well, but he literally came on social mm-hmm. media and says, um, I watched it, you know, watched these different things, and I'm like, wow, is there any informed, unbiased <laughs> discourse happening? Mm-mm. Because what I watched today had absolutely zero of any mm-hmm. of it. And again, that's just right. a perspective of someone again like myself who doesn't watch TV. And so I like, I'm, I, I'm also liking yourself, liking to highlight. You, mm-hmm. That if that's where you're getting your information, no matter which side <laughs> you're on of the table, uh, as mm-hmm. I like to say, and I've said to your your fiance Kelvin before, I said, for well, one, if you're only listening to one side, then you never know when your own side is lying to you. Again, we're talking about yeah. entertainment entities that are pushing for ratings, yeah. and so I wanted to reiterate what you're saying 
as well. And I know mm-hmm. the fact, again, I don't necessarily, I'm an independent, so I don't always agree with you and I don't always disagree with you in that sense. But mm-hmm. we're able to have these mm-hmm. dialogues and what we do agree is getting to the information, like you said, regardless of who's mm-hmm. in power, because politics, and I know you'll agree with this and I'll let you jump back in, politics is mm-hmm. a self-interest game only. And so mm-hmm. no matter who's yeah. in power, you must seek out where are my self-interest at regardless. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think, kind of part of what you are alluding to when you're saying pay attention to what's actually going on. For anybody out there on the phone yeah, line, absolutely. you do need to press 1 if you want to get in on this morning's discussion. Go ahead, Queen. I'm sorry. Yeah, and, and to your point, so in despite whether whether if it was a Democrat, when, when President Obama was in office and vice versa, right, you look at what's happening right now, right. what I see, and I, and I call it shadow watching. That's something that I heard, I, I got that, that a long, long time ago from someone who was in the political world. He was like, you know, don't shadow watch, meaning, you know, you're sitting in the audience, the curtains are closed, you're looking at the shadows of what's happening behind the curtain, but you're not actually back there. So you don't see, like, who's doing it, what's really going on or how these shadows are being made, right? So we are typically shadow watching. And what I mean by that, too, is if you really think about it, right, President Trump has been in office now for um, almost his whole full term. And and if he wins, he will be in another full term. So that's like so that's eight years. And let's just let's not even talk about those years to come. Let's talk about four years of um, President Obama, the, the, the First Step Act. I'm sorry, President Trump with the First Step Act. You have the, um, you know, the Opportunity Zones. All these things happening that's pre- predominantly pertaining to our community, right? Ask yourself how much has ha- there has not been one bill introduced on the Democratic side. Not one bit because they, because the focus has been on Russia, the focus has been on all of this other stuff that's going on, impeachment, impeachments, and 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 litigations, and Stormy mm-hmm. Daniels, and that is and and, that, and that's not to and I'm not saying that in a, to to make the Republican Party the the best party, you know what I mean? Like because that's where I identify. I'm yeah, just no, no, saying I, that. I hear it. Let me let me yeah, yeah, let me let me jump in. No, yeah, I want to reiterate. I want to reiterate. Absolutely, exactly. I want to reiterate that for anybody listening because they're probably going to hear it that way, and I'm always challenging us to think better. Again, think better. Basically, stating a fact does not tell what side someone is on. And right now, if the fact is, because you're informing me, and I don't disagree with you, Mm -hmm. this is a fact, if you're saying, hey, there have been no policies introduced, because you should never, regardless of who's in power, as we're saying, if you're a policymaker, while, you know, while some of these issues you may find important or unimportant, whatever the case may be, why would you not be doing your job, which is introducing policy regardless? At least at least have exactly. the, the, the opportunity to tell your constituents, we, we, we tried for this and took an L, but right now if there's nothing being mm-hmm. introduced, that's just a fact. And so, again, people yeah. may hear me saying what I'm saying now as if I'm making a partisan statement as well. You are not. Mm-hmm. And, again, people will assume that because yeah. of your background. And I always like to point out, and you see me do this in dialogue all the time, like learn how to mm-hmm. listen to facts regardless of the source. Right. Like the truth is going to stand regardless of, whether, regardless of who's saying it. And so right now you didn't make a statement that's untrue. So I, felt, I understand mm-hmm. why you felt the need to qualify, but I wanted to reiterate yeah. 
if you, not only is she qualifying just to cover, she's not qualifying to cover up her affiliation with, I'm glad the Republicans have done this and the Democrats have not. That's not what you were doing. Right. You're just pointing right. out. Right, that's not hey, what I'm saying. There, exactly. There, nobody, I mean, I'm not saying politics right now, and that can apply to either side at any time, but currently you're able right. to say that as a fact. So, you know, so right, I right. Like that, I'm proud but I think of... we have to get to that point so that we're not shadow, I like that, shadow watching. I've never heard that term before. Go ahead, Queen, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, and you're right, and, I, and I'm proud, to, you know, of what's happening on our end. And, and, and the thing about it is, but, but you, you know, yes, whether, because President Trump has a unique personality. We've already established that, right? We beat that horse to death, right? So we, you're, you can't be shocked at, <laughs> at this point when things happen. However, he also is, one who who is willing to negotiate in a lot of ways, more so than some Republican presidents have in the past, um, and more so than some Democratic presidents. So had there been less emphasis put on stuff that's yielding no return and more emphasis put on the Democrats saying, you know what, this is what my constituents want. Um, and I mean, I don't even want to say the Democrats, I said the other side. This is, this is what my constituents want. This is what we need. Can we negotiate this? I believe we would see work being done on both sides. There w- it would be more of a balanced um, um, distribution of opportunities. So I definitely, like I said, I just wanted to highlight that because, you know, a lot of times having accurate information or not having accurate information mm-hmm. has been the detriment to our community and, and, and being emotional around a lot of things that take place. That is not to say that we should ignore bad behavior on either side. It's to say that, yes, while we may acknowledge how something made us feel, let's pay attention to what's happening what, and what this doing in our community. You know, that's that's something that is really much more important to me. So, um, so yeah, that's, I just wanted to make sure I talked about the importance of having accurate information, importance of paying attention to what's going on beyond who's doing it, and the importance in understanding that regardless of your political affiliation, work can be done on both sides. And that's the beauty of having speak Georgia town hall meetings um, because that is your focus if delivering the correct information is what's going to make y'all continue to prosper with this. We're actually up against another break. We'll go to a quick break, and we'll uh, continue this morning's conversation with Smart Organizations, featuring co-founder of Speak Georgia, Jamel Jones. We'll be right back. But all I ask is that you think if you're on the phone line and want to get in, we got some people out there. If you want to ask a question, have a thought based on what we've been talking about, please press 1. If you're online, the number to get in is 646 646- Seven eight seven one six nine one. Again, you will need to press one to let us know you want to speak. We'll be right back. Hey, where did you get that hat and T-shirt? I like that. Oh, I got this at MoneyMotivation.com. It's fresh, right? Yes, and I love the message on it too. You are the hustle, huh? That's what the shirt says. I am the hustle. They embody the entrepreneurial spirit, and what I like the most. It's more than a brand. It's a lifestyle for those who want to put in the work and expect to have the final things in life. I also follow them on Instagram. Check this post out. If you believe money is the root of all evil, you're using it wrong? Or how about this one? Excuses made $0 an hour. I like those. What's their IG? At moneymotivation.co. But do they have any ladies gear? Yes, you're going to love the clothing line they got for the ladies. Matter of fact, Pull up their website, moneymotivation.com, and I'm going to get you a few things so we can both look like money. Everywhere I go, go. And everywhere I be, be. I don't even talk, talk. They still know it's me, because I love. 
Welcome back to the Mr. Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates. This morning's special guest, Janelle Jones, co-founder of Speak Georgia, along with Kevin King. We're having an amazing conversation with this organization. If you're on the line and would like to get in, please press 1 or call 646-787-1691 and press 1. I want to shout out my sponsor, uh, Money Motivation, just heard their amazing com- um, commercial just to point them out. They were also the sponsor of last night's event. So if you like my shirt and hat last night, Janelle, just know you can go to moneymotivation.com and be just as fresh <laughs> as I was. No, what it was that song? Remember, I don't know if you remember that song, Just As Fresh As I'm Is. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, yeah, I was fresh last night thanks to Money Motivation. So if I could highlight them as a longtime supporter of the Mr. Dialogue Talk Show. Um, now, I actually wanted to point this out, and this is a conversation you and I had, had you and I had uh, a couple of years ago. You may may recall uh, us having this conversation, and so I see Speak Georgia as a continuation uh, of something you had said in this conversation from maybe a year or two ago. Uh, we were met, we, we met trying to figure out there was some opportunity again um, for you know for, for whatever leg you were working at that time. You know, again, knowing I, in a sense, have this grassroots uh, organization. So we're like, hey, let's see if we can connect. How can we let people know what we're doing? Anyway, in that conversation, and you may, I don't know if you will recall this, but in that conversation, um, because you've kind of had this passion uh, when it comes to politics, and plenty of people will do this based on what they're passionate about. So to a certain extent, when you go down a path, then you go down a path and your surrounding becomes relative to your surroundings, meaning mm-hmm. that you end up being around people who quite often are just as passionate as you or they understand the importance of it. And in this conversation you and I had, um, I kind of remember having conversations saying that as much as I want to do this and we're trying to figure out what we're going to do, I ended up saying mm-hmm. to you that, the average person doesn't understand how important political policy is. And at the time, it kind of shocked you. And the shock I know comes from what I just spoke to, how passionate and how relative you've always understood. And as you consider it yourself, you want to be part of the solution. So you went this route. And so anyway, in your shock, you were like, let me hear more about that. And so Mm -hmm. I'm saying, I'm pointing out that right now to kind of say, hey, based on people's lives, you Mm -hmm. you almost can't blame them that when they come Mm -hmm. home, they're going to turn on the TV because it's the easiest, listen to Mm -hmm. a little political discourse. Some may love it, some may not like it, but that's kind of all they have to go by because their days are, you know, kind of beset with life. And so Mm -hmm. that's how most people kind of leave it because that's what we've already agreed that if all you're getting is that information, that's not real involvement or understanding how to actually affect the process. And so in our community specifically, we kind of get reduced to just voting. You know, we've had these discussions yeah. before on our community, mm-hmm. you know, on, on this show. So I, I say all that to say this. So I see Speak Georgia as whether you did it intentionally, you know, in a sense, and again, I'm not saying that conversation sparked what you're doing now, mm-hmm. but I will say seeing you be surprised to think, in a sense, how the average person, especially in the African-American community, looks at politics, again, some level of surprise. I'm not saying you were completely surprised, but in, mm-hmm. in that surprise, I now see this as a step step of you doing something about people being less informed yep. uh, uh, because you 
you know, we've always agreed we wanted our community to be more informed. So I'm really applauding you to see you come from that to actually have this real action step to alleviate something that even you were maybe a little taken aback by a few years ago. So I just wanted to really bring that all the way home and let yeah. you know I see this as an action step. Go ahead, Queen. Yeah, so and, and and if you you know Kelvin and I and and those who you don't and who are getting to know us, um we are individuals who believe in doing, you know, and not just talking about it, but doing. And you're right, there even per as that as, as that conversation kind of grew as I, you know, was working more so in the grassroots environment. And um, you're right. And like I always, I always tell Kelvin this, and we talk about this oftentimes, is that, you know, if you come from a household who, where, you know, your mom has to work two jobs, she's a single parent, and, she, you know, she, got, she, she goes to work, both jobs, got to come home, make sure you do your homework, make sure she feeds you, make sure she spends time with you, then she got to sleep and she got to get up and do all over again. Then, you know what, when she's sitting on her break at work, it's easy to scroll through social media or, you know, like you said, you know, pull up uh, a news article. But in most cases, probably more so social media than anything else, which to me is worse than the news. But anyway. Um, real. But That's real. That yeah, real said, talk. Absolutely. You know, um, with that being said, you're absolutely right. It, it, it's up to us to put in the effort to get factual information. And what we feel is that what we're providing is that every few months you can just mark it on your calendar that there's going to be an important topic where you'll be able to go hear other people's questions and discussions and then also get some of your questions answered um, with, you know, like I said, speaking directly to the expert. So you're right. I did, you know, grow out, it did come out of my understanding of how uh, people, most people, uh, understand politics on a third grade level, and that's not a a slight. Yes. That's statistical data, yes, you yes. know, and and that's because in most cases we have other things we're concerned about. And and to your point, I mean, to to kind of hone in on this, um, Kelvin and I we were having a conversation before the mental dialogue last night about finances, right, and the differences in our approaches. And so with him, you know, I I grew up in a household where we did not talk about finances at all. And not that he did, but he grew up in a household um, and, and, became, and grew into an adult that is very understanding of finances, right? So, of course, it works mm-hmm. for us. Thank God that one of us does. But um, so, <laughs> so, but in that con- <laughs> but in that conversation, you know, there, there I had a lot of anxiety, and I and I, I he helped me work through that, like anxiety around talking about finances. I grew up in a house where we were really private mm-hmm. about our finances and where we are and what things mm-hmm. are doing. And he is a came up in a, he grew up in a very open household where they talk about everything, and I love that about mm-hmm. his household. So we're now combining that, and you know, and 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 even some of the most basic things that, and I'm just using an example, mm-hmm. right? So for right. some, for him budgeting and creating a budget and sticking to it and all that stuff is super, super easy. It's the easiest thing ever in life. For me, it, it mm-hmm. provided a place of anxiety and full disclosure, you know, Absolutely. because I didn't know how to, I wasn't taught how to do that. I was taught other amazing things, but that just wasn't one right. of them, right? And so right. for him, you know, he, he can look at the NASDAQ and all that and just, he gets it. And that's just, it. Cre- you know, it's anxiety sense, for me. Right. So. It's the same thing with politics, right? So, you know, if you didn't grow up in politics or in a household, like our children are probably going to be way more informed than most because of our, who their parents are, right? But right. other than that, 
if you know, we you have to be mindful of that. And the thing that that uh, the last thing I'm going to say, the thing that I would say strikes my one emotional chord <laughs> that I have, but okay. um, that really does. <laughs> but no, it really does sad make me sad a lot of times when I go to highly. Um, I would say like this: when I go to areas that are led by African-American leadership, whether it's the council, commissioner, whatever, local council, and I go to forums and I listen to people run for office who don't fully understand the role, yet I watch the people in the audience. And these are people who are typically low income, people who are trying their best to do what's best for their community. Right, like with the little limited knowledge, like those finances, right? It's like we're trying to have a mm-hmm. NASDAQ discussion when I only understand how to do a basic budget. You know, like that's my right. level of understanding. But now I got to talk to you about, you know, the NASDAQ because that's also affecting my community. And it is, and it saddens me when I see people up there who run for office or who are in the political system. Who, who, who some mm-hmm. know that what they're doing is, is not right, but in most cases, they're right. just as confused. You know what I mean? And, like, in a prime example, no, that's you a know, beautiful, when I hear, That's such an amazing an analogy. I, I, that analogy you just made is the, mm-hmm. is the sum of, again, what I'm assuming, because, again, you're, you do this more than mm-hmm. I do. You probably you say it mm-hmm. burns you, and it makes sense that it does, because it sounds like you're seeing mm-hmm. it way too often, because I wouldn't be surprised oh, it that it's time. not happening way too often, yeah. and it's worse when they do know. You know what I mean. In other words, we, you mm-hmm. know, using your own analogy, when you when you stay when you know and stay talking stock market to ensure that the people listening and don't understand you. So that's that's definitely got to mm-hmm. be the worst end of it. Uh, but I guess, like you said, yeah. when when both don't know, it's even more sad sad because they're like, oh, there's no gap bridge here in understanding, and it can't be because even the people that are yeah. putting it on. Uh, are speaking in their own language, not knowing the people listening are not getting it. Mm-hmm. So, so that's right, that's a, right, right. Wow, that's got to be yeah. scary. It's just that's like the city scary. council, Let right? Like I'll go ahead, Jeffrey, go ahead, Queen. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, last thing, like I listen to city councils and they'll talk about what they're doing in education, and I'm like, as a city council member, you can't do that. That's why we have a school board. You know, so I hear that more than I hear anything else. It's like platforms on education mm-hmm. it, that's presented by people in roles where you don't impact education. <laughs> so, you know, and, and, and that's a, a good example. example of, you know, that confusion. That's beautiful. Well, we have you for a couple of minutes. Uh, we definitely want to highlight August the 8th, if I hope you're saying the correct date. Yeah. Um, if you will, mm-hmm. definitely jump into Again, you've kind of mentioned it throughout this, you know, throughout this conversation, but let's take these last yeah. couple of minutes to really highlight August the 8th and any, you know, any other information that you would like to get out. Again, I've enjoyed the hour with you. At the top of the hour, I have Kimberly Henry coming on from Code Ninjas. Uh, great opportunity if you're a parent out there uh, looking to get your children into coding. You've got to stay on for the next hour. She's also an expert in um, franchising, from what I understand. So if you're want to know how to do the franchise, make sure you stay on for the next hour. But go ahead, Queen. The floor is yours for the last couple of yeah, minutes. Yeah, so – Again, appreciate um, you for yes, your amazing August, conversation this morning. 
Absolutely. Thank you for having me. And yes, August 8th, um, it's on Thursday, August 8th at 6.30 p.m. We are um, hosting Representative, Georgia House Representative Ed Setzler to talk about the details and unraveling the details of the heartbeat bill. Um, and this, the location is provided upon RSVP. That's how we kind of keep you know, the media out a little bit. <laughs> but um, nice. um, so you have to RSVP, you just go to www. Um, um, speak ga. I'm sorry, sga. Dot, um, oh my god, I get confused. I'm sorry. www.sgaheartbeat.eventbrite.com. So that's www.sgaheartbeat.eventbrite.com. Um, I almost gave you the criminal justice one, but anyway. Um, so <laughs> no, yeah, just go there. And, and make sure you send that to uh, me because I'll I'll make sure we um put it up with the show too, just so you know. I'm like, wait. Yes, I will. Yeah, I'll send you the flyer as well as the link to RSVP. And, um, yeah, so make sure you RSVP, and once you do that, we'll provide you with the location. It's going to be in Cobb County. That is the area that the representative, that representative Sessler has, which is Cobb County. Last one was in Fulton, so we do like to move around a little bit for our people. Um, but it is going to be in Cobb County. And, um, yeah, we look forward to seeing everyone there. Bring your questions. Do I always encourage people to do research before so that you can have a really good question um, to ask him. And then, you know, write down a couple of questions because some of them may be answered through conversation, through other people. But um, just definitely come open and ready to discuss. Beautiful. Thank you. It's been an amazing morning. Thank you both for last night. Um, definitely love celebrating your engagement. Again, we encourage strong black families here on the Minnesota so Dollar Community Club. But thank you for this very informed hour. I know you have a trip to get on, so uh, enjoy yourself and be safe out there. And thank you, Queen, for being with us. Thank you so much. Y'all have a great day. We are at the top of the hour, so we'd like to highlight great music from one of our sponsors, Square Business Entertainment. We have a, uh, their latest hit. Infatuation. So we're going to play a little bit of the R&B for you before we come back with the second hour with Kimberly Henry from Cold Ninjas. So look forward to the next hour. Stay If you have children, you definitely want to stay tuned for this next hour. We'll be right back. Well, all I ask is that you think. Feeling passions overflow, a passion reeling, love potion overflow. Well, do you even know? How can I tell if it's just physical, primitive attraction, or the affection actual? Well, do I even know? Yeah. I want and you need it. Infatuation don't mean it. Ain't loving just means you need time to believe it. I want it, and you need it. Infatuation don't mean it. Ain't loving just means you need time to. Do I have to name it? Am I just let it? Welcome back to the Mr. Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates. Again, a new cut from sponsor Square Business Entertainment. Please go follow them on Facebook, I mean on YouTube. Look up Square Business Entertainment. They offer a new 
cut every 30 days. I'm enjoying what they're bringing to the R&B game for those music lovers that are out there like myself. I am an avid music lover and glad to have Square Business Entertainment as a sponsor. But we are at the top of the second hour, conversation with smart organizations. Our feature organization for the second hour is Cold Ninjas, as I have on guest Kimberly Henry. Thank you, Queen, for being with us. And if you will, say hello to all the truth seekers and give them a little bit of your background as we change the the conversation for this hour and get into other areas of need within our own community, which we love to do. But thank you, Queen, for being with us. Well, good good afternoon. Thank you. Can you hear me? Are you able to hear me? Okay. Yes, you're coming through loud and clean. Loud, loud and clear, I'm sorry. Loud and clear, so absolutely clean. But, yes, we will say hello to the truth seekers and tell people a little bit about yourself. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Queen, for being with us. All right. I'm so excited to be here um, with you all. Good morning. Good afternoon to everyone. Um, again, as uh, Montoya says, my name is Kimberly Henry. Um, I am here representing Code Ninjas of Smyrna, Georgia. A little bit about my background. I'm uh, originally from the Mid-Atlantic region. I grew up in Maryland, um, went to the United States Military Academy at West Point, and uh, served as a Transportation Corps officer uh, for about five years in the U.S. Army. Um, After serving my obligation, um, I transitioned into corporate America, where I honed my skills in um, business-to-business sales. I worked for uh, corporations um, such as Johnson & Johnson, um, as well as Procter & Gamble. Um, And in the process of learning business and understanding corporate culture and and understanding myself better, I realized that um, I would, my, the service in me, outshone the salesman in me and uh, uh, as much as I enjoyed selling I you know I would consider myself not so much a salesperson but a service person and um, and I and I caught the entrepreneurial bug early and left corporate America to explore um, um, small business the life of a small business person Um, at the time I myself was a single mother of a beautiful little boy, and um, I, it pained me to have to leave him and be away for, from him for so long while I was pursuing a life for for us, trying to secure our financial future. And I swore that I was going to find a way to be a work-from-home single mother. And um, this okay. was uh, over 15 years ago, so you didn't hear that notion as much, but um, right. I, I was right. coming home time. from a family. Mm-hmm. Right, right. It was like, you know, if you're a single mom, then that's just it. You're, you're going to be out, you know, grinding. And um, like I said, I'm, gonna, I'm trying to get home to be with my baby. So the idea of starting a business uh, came across my lap. I um, couldn't eat, couldn't sleep um, and until uh, and I finally made the decision to go ahead and jump headlong into franchising. I I um, purchased a franchise in 2005 with the Edible Arrangement System, and um, at that okay. time it was still very uh, new. People still hadn't really heard of, you know, the, the whole idea of fruit in the basket. Um, and so we grew with the system um, at the height of our enterprise. We had three locations in two states, and um, in that, in the interim, wow. in, in that time period, I 
married my husband, uh, um, a good friend of yours, Corey Henry, and uh, our family grew into now we have uh, five children, um, aging from 17 all the way down to six. Uh, so our life has shifted, it. and such my role as a wife and mother has shifted, and the demand of um, running multiple franchise locations and especially a retail location that was very holiday-driven um, didn't fit our family anymore. And uh, not being able to spend time together as a family on, on, on most major holidays and um, the pressure of that seven-day right. week Reaching mm-hmm. line just got to be too much. So, um, so we 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 uh we began to transition from the system, and I said, okay, well, I've I've been in franchising for over a decade. Um, I can I have a lot to share, a lot to help people with the good, the bad, and the ugly of franchising, and so that's where my heart is now to help folks who are considering it or are in it, and um and the uh, amazingly enough um. I, I was introduced to the Catos um, through my husband. My husband and I have a nonprofit organization called STEAM Revolution, which focuses on delivering science, technology, engineering, arts, and mathematics curriculum and content into underserved communities. And in his work, he came across Juanita Cato, and um, she and her husband, Darren, purchased um, a Code Ninja franchise recently. And the synergy couldn't have been more perfect for what my husband and I uh, and our passion is and for what my skill set is to be able to come on board and join their team and help them through their establishment and growth of their franchise. And um, and it's something that I can bring my family along right in, uh, having all the children that we have. And um, Code Ninjas being a service, Product, uh, a service-driven product to deliver coding education to children from ages seven to fourteen. So wow, um, yeah, it could that, be a more perfect fit based on everything you've shared with us. It sounds like it couldn't be a more perfect fit, and I and I'm reiterating that because again, that's why you're here. Um, you're again representing, as you said. Um, Cato's again the actual owners of that franchise, and it makes sense why they said, "Hey, we're tied up." Because I told them, I even offered. I remember offering and speaking to Juanita. I was saying, "Well, if you're tied up, you know, I want to make sure you're, you know, able to come in and speak passionately about your own thing." And she was like, "Nope, we're not coming in. We got Kimberly. Kimberly is just as <laughs> just as passionate, if not more passionate, about what we're doing. She will serve us just fine." I was like, "Yes, Miss Juanita, I will gladly speak with Kimberly in reference to uh, what y'all are doing." And I'm glad. I'm actually glad you gave that entire background because I did highlight for some of the promotions that for anybody listening is an opportunity to kind of hear about this in a sense, maybe. I don't know, I think it's been around since 2015, so I would consider that relatively a new business per se, um, but in an area that we've constantly spoke about the importance of making sure our community is more informed when it comes to STEAM, when it comes to coding, and so loving that opportunity, but I also share with people that they had questions, again, um, that you also are well-versed in franchising. And so it sounds like with your background, Kimberly, I'm going to need to have you on more than than than, than this, just this show again, but I'm glad you gave that entire background. And just wanted to share with the audience, as much mm-hmm. as we go into 
in a sense, the STEAM revolution and code ninjas. Uh, keep in mind Kendrick's background because we will take questions really in either area. Uh, but, you know, with the opportunity to highlight code ninjas, if you will, explain to the truth seekers that are out there listening exactly what the code ninjas business model or franchise, you know, is for those who haven't heard, because I'm absolutely uh, excited to expose our community to the opportunity to get more of our children involved in these type of things. Go ahead, Queen. Thank you. Thank you. And I applaud you for creating a platform for this information to be delivered right into the homes um, of the people who need it the most. Um, because this, the information is floating around out there, and it um, it doesn't always trickle down, or um, the opportunities to access it kind of um, can be is pretty competitive. Pretty competitive, right. as you said. This particular franchise was established back in 2015 out in Texas. The gentleman um, originally set it up for adults, but realized that a lot of corporations um, are more interested in pipelining their talent through the schools and understanding that the schools in our communities don't necessarily have the curriculum to support this pipeline. Um, it makes it so important that we find ways of getting it to our kids. And so um, Code Ninjas um, is an enrichment program after school um, where children come into the center and receive coding curriculum, coding education from the ages of 7 to 14. Um, it's a martial arts theme, as you can, as you can hear in the, in the name Ninja, um, and I absolutely love it. I was confused by it at first. I was like, well, what does it have to do with ninjas and, and martial arts? But I realized, Montoya, <laughs> that we are, we are they, we're raising up warriors that we, for what's happening right. in this digital that not that we're going to, but we're in. We're already in the belly of the beast as it relates to being digitally literate. And mm-hmm. you know, our generation, we're scrambling to kind of get caught up. I, I I had made the mistake of saying, well, I'll let my kids learn it. You know, I'm gonna just you know let them be the ones because I'm too old to figure it out. But that is a uh, probably right. not the most advantageous attitude to have. Um, but we all need to know it. We all need to come up together in this in this language of code and and the whole concept of being a ninja ninjas are prepared right ninjas are stealthy (laughs) they're disciplined they're focused right they're problem solvers you 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 know they're preparing every day for what may come they don't know what the 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 objective is or the you know the enemy or whatever but they prepare their their minds their bodies for whatever may come. And that's what we are trying mm-hmm. to do with our children, right? We have no idea what their future holds. Things are moving so quickly, um, you know, day to day, month to month, year to year. We have Our country could look completely different this time next year. What we do know Very is real. that those who speak the language, you know, back when we were kids, everybody was saying, we got to learn Spanish. You got to learn Spanish. If you speak Spanish, you mm-hmm. can get a better job because, you know, then it was, you know, Mandarin and, and Farsi, and, and and now it's code, it's programming. If you could speak the language of programming, if you can set yourself apart as a problem solver, you'll be prepared for whatever. We don't know what the opportunity is, but you'll be good. You know, an airport needs a new system to manage the flow of traffic from the parking lot to the terminal. 
that's a program. That's a software programmer. Um, you know, municipalities and jurisdictions are having issues with, you know, whatever it may be in a community. They're going to go to um, um, programmers. It's all our problems are going to be solved by technology. And what our passion is to make sure that that children are prepared for that, that that's going to be the – and behind the um, the screen, Montoya, there's no discrimination. You know, when you submit your work, when you publish your work, you publish your app, um, it totally minimizes the opportunity for anybody to judge you for what you look like. They're going to judge you for your pro- your productivity. So whether the app works or not. <laughs> Does it work or not? Does it make their life easier? Bottom line, does this make my life easier? Period. And that's why the tech field needs to be more diverse because diverse teams are are better problem solvers. They come up with better solutions yeah, because when you have these um, teams that look, everybody on the team looks the same, they come from the same background, they have the same perspective on everything, they're not Impossible solving problems. Impossible to come up with the best solution. Impossible to come up with the best Absolutely. solution. Yes, Kidley, we're actually up against our first break, so we're going to go to a quick break and continue this brilliant conversation. Um, you said a lot. Um, even Like I said, even down to the name, I want to highlight some of that when we come back from this quick break. If you're out there listening, if you'd like to have a question for Kimberly, please give us a call at 646-787-1691. Again, that number is 646-787-1691. You do need to press 1 to let us know you want to speak. We'll be right back. But all I ask is that you think. If you're looking to purchase or sell a home in Atlanta's competitive real estate market, there's only one real estate agent we call on, Ephraim Abdullah. Not only is he honest and straightforward, but he has a proven, repeatable strategy that consistently gets his clients the homes they wanted versus their second or third choice. What's Ephraim's secret? His virtual on-the-spot offer moves his clients to the front of the line for purchases and for sales, his no-nonsense approach gets your home sold and off the market. For a results-oriented real estate experience, contact Ephraim Abdullah, a licensed agent powered by EXP Realty at 770-800-7922. Again, that number is 770-800-7922. Welcome back to the Mr. Dialogue Talk Show. Again, I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates. If you're in the Atlanta area, I highly recommend Ephraim Abdullah. He's definitely helped some people part of our community club get into their first homes, buy their investment homes. Um, brother has a streamlined approach to uh, the real estate industry, which can take in a lot of directions. And some people sometimes are having to change agents quite often, but they find out their agents in it for them versus in it for you. So just keep that in mind for a straightforward approach. Please contact their brother, Ephraim Abdullah. Appreciate his sponsorship. For this second hour of conversation with smart organizations, we have on Kimberly Henry, who's representing um, Code Ninjas, as we're speaking about this this organization that well, business that started in 2015, kind of jumping out, as you mentioned, jumping out in front of the game as far as how c- companies are looking to, in a sense, recruit. Their, their next level, in a sense, employees or those that can help, or even, you know, you can get in this game and do it a side contract and make a lot of money because, as you just said, you're going to be judged by, well, again, as I just simply put it, whether your app works or not. And, again, it's not all about apps. Again, people are going to solve problems, as you 
so beautifully said, Kimberly. That's where the future is. It's not going to be you go to a you know to a job and they train you on their process. They're needing people who can right. create processes. And so, so right. by getting out right. in front, uh, and and obviously for this show, uh, the African American community. I won't belabor it, but when you look into the numbers. We, you know, it's no surprise that we're, in a sense, and this is not surprise as a negative, it's a more, I'm saying this as a reality, not a negative, uh, that, hey, that we're, we're not in this industry at the at the level, in a sense, that we should be. And so right. here's the opportunity to learn more about it. As you said, get at, you know, this is what we try to do with this platform. We, we, we will, you know, for those that are listening now, we send out the podcast for those later and say, hey, you have a young child listen to this podcast, see if you can find out about Code Ninja. So I definitely appreciate, uh, you know, you bringing this information. Let me point this out because it's something that me and Juanita talked about and I think is a very important aspect of kind of what I'm talking about now, whereas, in a sense, our community needing to get more involved because this is the future, whether we like it or not. It's, as you said, <laughs> the future world can look very different um, very quickly now due to the the advent of technology and how fast things move. And so even when you were saying the name was a little weird to you, Code Ninjas, and you pointed out why it was weird to you, something that me and um, Juanita just happened to mention in our conversation was, and again, Juanita Cato is the actual owner for the Samaritan location that we're speaking about. Again, just for if you just now tuned in, Code Ninjas is a franchise that specializes in teaching coding two children, seven to ages seven to 14. But in her and I speaking, uh, we just ended up talking about our own community, the African-American community from the standpoint of when they go into these um, careers, whether and even if it's in college or they say, oh, I want to get, you know, a degree in it or a doctorate in it, whatever the case may be, one of the things that they're often faced with um, inherently in a lot of cases is sometimes getting told along the way, are you sure this is where you should be? And she and I talked about how even something like that can play a role in mm-hmm. someone not pursuing that career out fully based right. on their their background. And so what we ended, she and I ended up talking about was we have to get in early to implant specifically in the African-American children that sense of resiliency because, again, not only did we start the, the things that we're talking about when it comes to STEAM historically, um, but the reality is even someone's mm-hmm. in an unintentional or intentional discouragement cannot, will not be enough because we're great. And so y'all are jumping in at ground level, catching the kids. And so I, I, I'm saying all that to say the ninja part, that mindset resiliency will have to play a major factor in us increasing the number of our community, taking advantage of all these opportunities that even the country cannot feel. Let me throw that out as well. I'll get into that a little later, but I want you to jump in because that's the beauty of having people that look like us helping this particular franchise that, in a sense, wasn't started by us, but I think y'all are one of five African-American-owned franchises around the country, and so – Got to get more people involved, but if you will, just kind of speak to that as far as that resiliency that code ninjas can help our youth um, build to prepare for this industry in the future. Yes, yes. I love the way you you frame that. Um, The franchise has been around since 2015, but our particular location right here in uh, Cobb County in Smyrna um, is uh, opened up just in May. So we had a soft opening in May. 
and um, our grand opening is actually coming up um, in August 10th. And so this this summer we've spent um, hosting camps for children to come and um, do five-day camps on specific topics. And that resiliency that you speak of, I was able to witness it, and it was so heartwarming to see kids come in at different levels of understanding, and even those who were at the beginning stages of understanding, even those who could barely read, you know, we do need the children to be independent readers at this phase, but for those who weren't even strong readers, just the spirit of, I'm going to figure this out, I'm not going to let this beat me, and being in a community of their peers, because our curriculum is delivered not by adults, but by teenagers, older teenagers, and college students who master the curriculum, and then they come back and teach the younger children. And it's it's like magic watching it happen. And they're amongst wow. their peers, able to collaborate. If they come into, you know, they hit an obstacle or something they don't understand, they're asking their buddy next to them to explain it. Or they're asking, you know, the, the, the teenager nice. who they look up to, to explain it. And so they're building each other. It's like they're sharpening each other like iron sharpening iron, and um, rarely does an adult have to come in and rarely, if ever, have I had to go into the dojo and solve a problem. They are learning to become problem solvers, and I love it because um, there may be a tendency um, for folks to feel like, I have a problem, someone needs to come help me, or I got to, you know, hand it a bag, mm-hmm. hand advice, so I need somebody to fix it for me. And that's just not going to happen. Mm-hmm. That's just not going to happen. And they're learning that early. Resiliency. Um, I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to find out what tools I have, who do I have access to, what resources are available, and um, what experiences have I had in the past that can kind of help me through this phase. And um, so I, I love it. I love it. It gives me goosebumps. In, and I'm so proud to be a part of it. The Katos are a phenomenal couple. Their backgrounds are um, extremely impressive. Um, Mr. Cato is a, a software developer um, in his own right. Uh, Mrs. Cato has uh, over 15 years of um, uh, um, education. Uh, she's a she's an educator um, specializing in special education. So the two of them coming together was just like a beautiful marriage and um, uh, as, as it relates to this business and what they can provide and the leadership and the guidance that they provide for this um, business, they, um, they've recruited a wonderful team of uh, who we call senseis who conduct mm-hmm. the camp, conduct the, um, the, the curriculum. And what I love is that the, the technical background that Darren um, brings keeps us on track and the, um, the mastery of human interaction that Nita has. Like I've learned so much just by watching her interact with these children and interact with these teenagers. Mm-hmm. And for her, it's more than just the codes because she, you know, she said that um, it doesn't matter what they know if they don't know how to interact with people. And, you know, the stereotype wow. of, a, of a coder, you know, someone who's sitting in the lab just banging away at keys yeah, and, you know, pushing up on their nose and they may not have any social skills, but boy, can they cope. That's not what we're talking about here. That's not what we're trying to develop. We're trying to develop well-rounded contributors to their community 
people who can relate to each to each other and to others, people who can communicate, and people with a certain level of emotional intelligence. Because she, I've, I've seen her numerous times sit one on one, eye level with a child, and help them through whatever um, challenges they may be facing as it relates to things outside of coding. Because mm-hmm. you know, when you bring children in together. Uh, it's not enough to just say you're going to teach them some material. Children are sponges, and they're no, affected by it. everything they're exposed to. Yeah. They're affected by everything they're exposed to, and they're bringing all of that into the dojo. And uh, So it's a, it's a great environment. Now, it sounds like an amazing environment. As I was listening to you kind of talk about, again, as we again, I thought that resiliency piece is very necessary. And 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 the and the, and the, to kind of go further down that path, if if we will, is the idea of just and this is what I'm about to say is not something that people are after listening that we're not aware of, but I don't know if we we'll always become conscious of it. But the reality is, uh, in a sense, whatever in our life has gotten in the way, it, it, on whatever level, and at the end of the day, is what's in your mind that ends up affecting you the most. Uh, but usually, that is in, put in you, put in you. And That's I'm true. saying it to point out because as you, yep, I'm pointing it out because as you was explaining how, as you said, you don't have to enter the dojo because the kids themselves teach one another without, you know, like you said, without who can come help me again. You're right. That is not the global world that we're moving into where you can reach out and say, please show me how to do this. Uh, you know, you will get behind the fact that the minute you need to ask that question and cannot figure out on your own how to get to the answer. And I'm saying all that to say, as I was listening to you, it reminded me of this um, this one article I read about where they did this um, they they did this experiment, uh, this social experiment, if I remember correctly, in some in a country within the um, the kind of of India. Um, uh, um, from what I'm, oh, not the country, but the country of India, uh, there was a, you know, obviously there's a lot of abject poverty, right? In, you know, in India, we've heard about, and so this one company, yeah. I don't know if it was a company or who, who researches, whatever you want to call it, what they did was, um, you know, unfortunately, there are, you know, a lot of people who live on the streets uh, in in India and in certain parts of India. So what they did was they set up, they they would set up this computer for a number of hours. And I don't know how they blocked it in or whatever, but they literally set it up, um, like literally on in this area on the sidewalk, just set it up. Okay. You know, I don't know how they, whatever, how they had it protected to where people. I don't know how they. You know, I don't know the details of why it didn't get taken or any of that details, but they set it up for so many hours a day, and the kids were the one that would come mess around on the computer or whatever. And again, I don't know if they had somebody watching it or whatever the case. I don't know how that part works, but. Over the course, and I don't remember how long they did it, but over the course of weeks, without any instruction, the kids that came and played daily, basically, from what they said in the study, could do all kinds of things on the computer and had never been given one instruction. They had figured it out themselves, amongst themselves, over weeks without any instruction. And that's just a point, too. That is the brilliancy that our melanated yes. children are born with, and we yes. have, we have to do all that it takes to give them the opportunity to shine and show that brilliancy in a world that is needing their perspective. Going back to you saying, mm-hmm. "Hey, if the coders all look alike, yeah, they may come up with an answer, but it cannot be 
the best answers yeah. when it's all the, the same best. people. We're up against another quick break. I'm sorry to do that to you, but you can definitely respond mm-hmm. when we come out of this break. If you're out there listening, want to get in on this conversation, please press 1. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, where all I ask is that you think. Hey, where did you get that hat and t-shirt? I like that. Oh, I got this at moneymotivation.com. It's fresh, right? Yes, and I love the message on it, too. You are the hustle, huh? That's what the shirt says. I am the hustle. They embody the entrepreneurial spirit, and what I like the most, it's more than a brand. It's a lifestyle for those who want to put in the work and expect to have the final things in life. I also follow them on Instagram. Check this post out. If you believe money is the root of all evil, you're using it wrong? Or how about this one? Excuses made zero dollars an hour. I like those. What's their IG? At moneymotivation.co. But do they have any ladies gear? Yes, you're going to love the clothing line they got for the ladies. Matter of fact, pull up their website, moneymotivation.com, and I'm going to get you a few things so we can both look like money. Everywhere I go, go. And everywhere I be, be. I don't even talk. Welcome back to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates. This morning's conversation with smart organizations featuring Code Ninjas. Our special guest with us is Kimberly Henry, serving and helping out the Code Ninjas here in the Smyrna area in Georgia. And it sounds like, as you were mentioning before the break, Kimberly, you know, put together this amazing team between yourself, um, Juanita, and her husband. And so glad to have you on speaking about this. I know I said a lot before the break, so I want to give you an opportunity to kind of respond. Again, I'm focused on getting this information to our community who needs it so and who, who's already built to, to thrive in it despite what the number shows. If you will, Queen, go ahead and, you know, give us a response as well. I'm sorry, Queen, I got you on mute. Hold on one second. I apologize. I'm messing up my production this morning. I'm doing the show and producing. Give me one second. Let me get the Queen on. Okay. Can you hear me? Sorry about that, Kimberly. Got you live. Yep, go ahead, Queen. Yes, I love that study that you shared. I had never heard it before, but I am not surprised by it because I see that every day. We There's this term that we call digital natives and that, that these kids are – born understanding. They're not necessarily born understanding it, but because they are in learning mode, it's so much easier for them to just pick up on things and they haven't been contaminated with a lot of um, old notions and old ways of doing things. Yeah, what you can, uh, what you okay. can't do. That's not, that's not even a part of their language wow. yet. Absolutely. That's it. And that's it. And dare we not corrupt them with those boundaries. Right. And for any parent out there who who is, you know, on the fence about whether it, you know, does it doesn't really take all of that and they'll be okay, I would just urge you to just come out and tour the center, observe for yourself um, what's going on in there, hear from Mr. and Mrs. Cato about their passion and see um, the difference. There, There is a difference in equipping your child. Even if you say, okay, well, my kid's not really technical, um, they're more creative, 
it doesn't matter because code is creativity. Code is art. Absolutely. Code is puts the A in steam. It's even artists are you are using technology to deliver their ideas and and things that come up within their imagination. Um, websites that's art. Um, and so every child can benefit from learning to speak this language, learning to problem solve, and um, and you just you just never know what what harvest will produce out of planting the seeds and in in our children at an early age. No, absolutely. Here's a reality. Uh, for example, just to even reiterate what you're talking about, even with and I love you know love and you know don't know Corey and understand why y'all are so heavy on putting the A back in the common term of STEM, right? Putting the A back in or whatever, because it does speak to that creative nature that we are quite often known for in so many industries. And so it would behoove us to absolutely not miss, as I'll say it this way, the music that we will bring to this you know, as people have known, and like you said, that put that person who is less interactive and kind of to themselves and don't have any social skills, well, when you bring us in, we're going to bring the color, we're going to bring the perspectives that no one sees and make it even easier to use because that's what we have naturally done. You have to put the A back in and let me, you know, just keep iterating this. Um, like, for example, uh, Europe is pretty much paperless when it comes to their money. I love holding cash. I'm a little, you know, I, I, you know, luckily I was able to, you know, do to, in a sense, my smarts, if you will, um, get out of my, you know, that's how we taught our community, right? If you're, you're smart, get out of this community or whatever. And, you know, now we're learning maybe that wasn't the best thing to teach. Um, you know, um, that's a whole other, you know, show in itself. But I'll say, um, in a sense, my smarts was my outs from a desolate community, uh, uh, you know, in, in, in some aspects. Uh, uh, you know, but in pointing that out, I'm just bringing out that ultimately the future is headed in this direction, whether we like it or not. And so if yeah. we have the, those children that we are highlighting in our community and they are creators, and, you, yes, you must nurture it, but if the reality is, for example, that Europe is paperless when it comes to money, I like to have yeah. money in my hand. I come from that, but I have to understand mm-hmm. this is the future. And so trying to hold on to the past, will put you behind automatically. So I'm using that example to say it is imperative for any of our parents out there listening, if you have not only your children but your nieces and nephews, your cousins, uh, uh, you know, take advantage, especially if you're here in the Atlanta area and near the Smyrna area. I think there's, um, we'll need to point out, there's a couple of black-owned gold ninjas here in Atlanta. Um, no surprise if you're going to have, you know, if there's one, in, if there's five of them, a couple of them are here in Atlanta. So, you know, that's one of the aspects of being able to live, you know, live by us if you get the opportunity and access to use us. So definitely um, something okay. to highlight about why I partly, you know, live here. Anyway, I'm saying, you know, just saying all of this to just really press upon our community. Do not, do not stay behind in an industry that, is going to lead the world. If you are the creative that right. you know that that she's mentioning right now, art is being delivered on those paths. Period. Point right. If you can't speak the language, then you cannot deliver your art the way that it's going to be delivered in the future, right. like it or not. Just like one day you will not be able to pull out your dollar to buy an mm-hmm. item. They don't even have they have mm-hmm. they have cashless banks in Europe. 
I'm just making the connection (laughs) to try to bring home the importance of what y'all are doing, Kim. If you will, I'm sorry, you know, again, I'm sorry for the diatribe, but I just needed to bring it home and put in perspective and press upon our community. As I said to Juanita the other day, and I say it all the time, anytime we do a STEM show, the STEM career field has to become our new NFL, our new NBA in the levels of importance because the opportunities are phenomenal and there's more money. There's more money. But go ahead, Queen. I'm sorry. That's right. And we can do it. We can take it just like we can take. We've taken uh, every other industry when we decide we're interested in it. So we act just like we did with tennis and swimming and gymnastics. So we decide, oh, you know what? I think we will take it. We can. We absolutely can, and and I, I appreciate you speak the truth um, as it relates to it's happening. So get on. And my my husband and I always go back and forth because I tend to be a little resistant to to change, and I'm private, and and I've been slow with social media and so forth. And he's like, look, you know, Same here. I get it. I, yeah, I'm I'm not I'm speaking I'm speaking to the choir myself. I'm speaking to myself. Go ahead, Queen. I'm sorry. He's like either either be a wolf or a sheep. He said I'm gonna be a wolf, but I can be a good wolf. You know, I can take this stuff and right. use it for good because you know evil is going to use it. So we need to equip wow. good people with the same skill set so we can have some good wolves out there. Don't let our kids be sheep. Don't be a sheep. And and that's what we will become if we put our heads in the sand and say, oh, it's too technical, it's too hard. And, and I want to say another note about why Code Ninjas works for kids is because it's delivered through games. Um, video games. Nice. Um, the tagline is that kid code ninjas. Kids have fun. Parents see results because our kids are already on these screens playing Roblox and Minecraft and Fortnite. Um, mm-hmm. They're already mm-hmm. on YouTube. They're already watching other people play game games. So what we're doing is we're telling the kids, come on, help us. Let's let's make a game. Do you have an idea for a game? Let's do that. So in the process of making their own video games, they're mm-hmm. learning physics. They're learning um, um, math, math concepts. They're learning problem-solving skills. Right. They're getting to languages like JavaScript, which is the most popular programming language in the world. They're getting wow. exposed to platforms like Unity and, and, C, and Python and just a number of languages that um, it's going to be so much easier for them to learn at 8, 9, 10 than for them to try to start learning at 19, 20, 21. So I did, nah, and they don't realize so they're sense. learning it because they're like, look, mom, right. look at the That's game I made. And in order to make the game, they had to master how to do loops and how to, you know, right. set up variables, you know. Um, but they're so in it because they're trying to, you know, they got this idea and they're trying to make it look good and they're changing the colors and, oh, let me change my guy and let me change it. And, um, and so we're, we tell the kids all the time, um, be creators, not just consumer. Don't just play the game. Build the game. Does that game make sense? You know, you can make it better. Make it better. Improve it. Um, we're always in the, in the kids' ears saying, you ready to create today? What you going to make today? And we try not to use the word play. Although we know they're having fun, they're coming in mm-hmm. to have fun, but we don't say you're ready to play. We say you're ready to create. You're ready to create. Let's come on. Let's go in the dojo and let's do some creating. I love it. It's it's a, it's a perfect format. Um, you know, and I, I mean, I'm an I'm a information whore, so when I hear 
you know, you speak of this, it just lets me know, like, okay, this is why this information makes sense. Um, you know, you're playing out, for example, I've said this on the show in the past, uh, but some people may not know this, but right now the, the number one education in the world by country is Finland. Uh, for those, you know, who are not familiar with it, uh, they spend less hours in school uh, daily, and half their day is at recess. Sounds foreign yeah. to our country based on how we know public schooling to be. I've had on um, unschooling educator, educators who are definitely trying to blow up that system and expose our children to better ways to learn. So I just like, again, when I hear your example, it just makes my mind just run through a roller deck. Oh, I've heard about this or whatever. And so um, when they recognize leading country in the world when it comes to education. And, and let's keep this in mind for those who don't know. For about 50 years, the United States public school system was considered the number one edu- public education in the world for about 50 years uh, when it came to the concept of public school. And there's a long history to that as mm-hmm. well. But just to know, I, mm-hmm. we were number one for a lot of years um, based on how they measure you know, public school systems. We, mm-hmm. we, we're going down. We're still, t- you know, not in the bottom. Some people... You know, act like our going down makes us, you know, like we're the worst or something to that effect. I don't want to overplay the fact that we're, you know, maybe different. You know, if you look at different studies, maybe 18 to 25 is where we seem to fall. Again, not to change that those numbers matter, but definitely wanted to point out that the recognized number one public education in the world spends half their day at recess. Just to reiterate what you just said, how much sense it makes. Like you said, if a kid's focused on, I'm trying to make this game. They're not thinking about how hard it is to make it. They want to just make it. So I love the concept mm-hmm. and wanted to reiterate that. Go ahead, Queen. Right, right. And and I oh, get me started on doing school differently. I have a lot of opinions and ideas and passions <laughs> oh, on that. We have another show for that one, right? We need to do another show for that one. Oh man, it's. Uh, life application, living life, the, the the best teacher is experience. And um, I'm, I'm sorry, did I leave you? Am I, are you there? No, you, I'm here with Queen. Yeah, no, we're listening. No, no absolutely. Oh, okay. We're actually up against the break in about, about a minute. No, no we're here. You keep going. No, no. You got about a minute to finish up. We're going to go to another break. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the best teacher is experience and allowing kids to experience things, even hard things. The best lessons in life I, I've learned with things that came through heart heartbreak heartbreak and and pain and and drama and um and it's so funny because even some of the best teachers the teachers that I hold in highest regard and the ones I remember the most were the ones that were the hardest the meanest yeah they were mean right they were mean just mean for the mean but tough tough love. Um, um, yeah, the, you know, the ones, I, I, the ones I, I, that you went home and told your mom or dad, hey, this teacher just mm-hmm. doesn't like me. You know what I mean? And you have to have that that teacher mm-hmm. conference, and then you know, once you graduate, you realize you learn the most from you know from that teacher. You yeah. know what I mean? Uh, we are up against we are up against our last break. Let's go to a, one quick last break, and we'll come back with our last segment with um, our amazing guest. Um, you've been amazing this whole stuff for this um, this morning or this afternoon. I'm Kimberly Henry. Thank you for being with us. We'll be right back. But all I ask is that you say. For details to become a sponsor of Mental Dialogue, visit Facebook at Mental Dialogue or call Montoya Smith at 404-604-9477. 
That's 404-604-9477. Mental Dialogue, where all I ask is that you think, that you think, that you think. My name is Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates. I am the owner and facilitator of the Mental Dialogue Community Support Group focused on practical solutions and the collective thinking of the black community. We do that one of two ways, every third Friday, 7 p.m. at Urban Grind, or Saturday mornings, the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Contact us at mentaldialogue.com or on Facebook at Mental Dialogue. All I ask is that you think. If you have a product or a service you want to get out to the smartest audience in all of radio, please contact me directly, 404-604-9477, or you can inbox me on Facebook at Mental Dialogue or Instagram at Mental underscore Dialogue. If you know anything about consumerism, smart audiences buy quality products. So if you have that, please become in support of what we do. If you don't have a product or a service or an individual who likes to support Intelligent Radio, then you can also support us at mentaldialogue.com and sponsor and, and ensure Intelligent Radio stays on the air. Uh, if you're outside of the Atlanta area, become a supporter at only $5 a month to ensure this type of radio stays available um, to you. We are a community that is definitely, uh, we love everybody. We are focused on our community and its needs. So, we, we again, we welcome all opinions, all approaches, um, but we talk black issues quite often. So um, this morning's conversation with smart organizations, code ninjas, we have on Kimberly Henry representing um, Juanita. What's Juanita's husband's name? I'm sorry, I, I, I meant you said it, but I didn't. Oh, uh, his first name is, uh, first name is Darren, first name Darren. Okay, so yeah, representing Juanita and Darren, who are the owners of the Code Ninjas here in the Smyrna area. Uh, in fact, if you're in Atlanta, if you're out here listening and, and loving what uh, myself and Kimberly are talking about, again, just just kind of really just getting into the nuance of, of how this is an area that we need to focus on. And, and again, just loving how everything is kind of put together. Like you say, you start talking about ninjas and going to the dojo, and you know, you literally are using the terminology and, and this concept of Cope Come Create. Uh, I see how very effective that can be. If I know if I right now, if I'm a listener, I want to say, well, how do I get more involved? And, you know, we're going to talk about we got one last segment, but I, I, I don't want to keep people waiting on, you know what I'm saying, what that involvement looks like. I think you said y'all just really opened in May, a soft opening, opening. And so it sounds like, you know, maybe possibly people can kind of jump in and get in here early and have their children get access to what it sounds like. It's a phenomenal training um, based on everything you said thus far, Kim, Kim, so if you will, speak to that. Yes, um, absolutely. The, uh, the the summer has been very productive with the different camps. We've got one and a half weeks left of camp. We're, with uh, school starting on August 1st, we're going to close out the month of July with a, uh, a camp um, called Beginning JavaScript. Um, and then we're also providing what we call a Game Builders Club camp and some uh, Minecraft and Roblox camps um, before the kids go back to school. But our year-round enrichment program never stops. Um, your child can uh, come take a tour. Um, we would love to have you. Um, you can book a tour with us and allow your child to get a free game-building session to get a taste of what it is that we do while nice. you um, you can sit and talk with the owners or with myself 
and get a better understanding of how code ninjas can help your child and your family. Um, and then um, once you see that it's a great opportunity for your child, we can get them enrolled and they can come in for two week, two hours a week. Um, we, we, we say two hours is the optimal amount of time that a child needs to really okay. grow in the progression. Anything more than that could, could burn. You know, we don't want to burn the kids out. We mm-hmm. want them to look forward okay. to their, their hours of code. But you can come on one day and get both hours in, or you can come two days a week and just for an hour. Um, we're open for students um, between the hours of 3 p.m. and 7 p.m. And then on Saturdays, um, 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. So it's very flexible. If you're not committed to one day or time in particular, you can come as you're able, drop your child off, go run next door to the grocery store, come back, pick them up, um, see what's done. Um, It's really a family-friendly environment. Um, And we are scheduled to have our grand opening on August 10th here at the center. um, if I may, Montoya, share the address of the center. Absolutely. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I always get out the information. That's what we're here for. Yeah. We're at 4691 right there on South Atlanta Road, um, exit 16 off of um, I-285, so it's really easy to get to. Um, we're at Cumberland Road, Cumberland and um, South Cobb, and everything comes together right there. Um, give us a call at 678 8603 for more details and information. We would love to see you guys out, um, the truth speakers out at our grand opening and um, to get to meet these, this phenomenal family and, and all of the ninjas that we have on board um, and to grow with us because we're, uh, we're looking to really expand and be attached to local schools in the area through after school programs and so forth. Um, and uh, um, I'm just, I feel blessed to be able to be a part of this, um, to watch these children grow um, and, and take pride in their work and, and build self-confidence because uh, we are raising up warriors. We are building up um, a village that is uh, trained and disciplined and focused on, on securing our future. Um, like we alluded to earlier, we we can we can take over STEM, the STEM field um, of STEM, um, the in STEM industry, every STEM graduate out of uh, college, um, um, only eight percent of them are going into computer science fields. So you think about all your scientists and your engineers and mm-hmm. so forth. Only eight mm-hmm. percent are choosing computer science, whereas seventy-one percent of STEM jobs are computer science jobs. So there's a huge gap for the demand versus the supply. Um, even the state of Georgia is, is experiencing a shortage in qualified workforce to meet the needs of a lot of the corporations, the tech corporations that are coming to the state. And so we're having to go outside yeah, the state. Number, outside let me put a number country. to that because, I've, I've, yeah, when I had your husband on during the um, – you know, when we had the discussion, yeah. of, in a sense, why are our community, why is our community behind um, in STEM? I did during that show. I remember researching that Georgia alone, over the next decade, seventy thousand unfulfilled. Because you just gave the reason wow. why that again, it has that's not particular to the African American community. Because as you just said, those numbers are just the reality numbers. If only eight percent are going yeah. in these fields, and there's seventy-one percent, that's where we're, we're, we're mm-hmm. getting the 
the our push, you know, when we start talking about that, mm-hmm. we get into some politics of it. When you start talking about immigration, if you look into the inside of how immigration works, then our our country, you know, in a sense, we are capitalistic, and so our country says, okay, if, if our own own country won't fill these, we will gladly yeah. let these yeah. other people who are focused yeah. in this industry come in this country yeah. and fill these jobs because we don't want to get behind in technology, and so. Again, mm-hmm. if they're willing to recruit around the world, if we would just go go do it, these right. jobs are right here available. Right. That's like somebody saying the NFL is having a shortage of football players, you know. Um, um, but but we're 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 too, we're like ah oh, nah, you know, my son can't throw. My son, Rip, like oh, we gonna be out there. Come on, son, let's go throw this ball, right? <laughs> You know, if you can just yeah. send you us know, a qualified athlete, we're going to pay them. You know, they can come out of college making X amount. You know, they'll be six figures before they're old enough to drink alcohol. But um, but you think I won't be out there, and you know, throwing a ball? My, well, no, come on, so let's sit down at this computer. Let's make, let's, let's build this project. Let's let you and mommy. And it's, it's and, and I've got where I finally recognized. Don't just expect your kid to figure it out. You know, sit down with them. Make it a family activity. The kids will be much more inclined to pursue it if they feel like it's something you value enough to put your time into as well versus making it seem like yeah, some, like you, you know. Say, just, to make the analogy, the sports analogy is, you know, when you, when, you know, quite often when we see our kid may have a talent in one of these sports or whatever, the reality is our day our days as families are still just as busy, but we find that thirty minutes to an hour, especially when they're very young, right? Mm-hmm. To to kinda right. hone their skills with the idea that they're gonna be much better players later and then and, you know, once they kinda know what they're going into and then you give them over to coaches who specialize. But from the early years which is when we have a chance to take advantage of this that's the two hours that you're talking about at cold ninjas. It doesn't, as you say, it doesn't, you know, you see this even in sports analogy, right, where kids get over burned out and have some people have the actual yeah. talent to go pro and choose not to from being right. overexposed. So y'all are considering right. all of that. Um, what I would like to do, and we don't have a, we really should do another hour on this because, again, this is your background. So if what people are hearing Sounds like an opportunity for your children. I don't know how it couldn't sound like anything, but uh, but for somebody who says, "Well, I want to be like a a Juanita and a Darren," um, just briefly speak to uh, what is you know getting a cold ninja looks like. And we don't have much time, but if you could just at least throw that out there because we do have that type of audience where people are on that ownership level. And so if somebody says, "I want to own it," uh, what does that look like? Very briefly, um, um, Kim, if you don't mind. Uh, um, absolutely. That would be, we are all about spreading the knowledge and the opportunity. Um, the Cato's are always open to sharing their experience in this particular process of getting into Code Ninjas. I do know that it is territorial, so you would have to identify an area that you wanted to focus on, and it would become an exclusive area for you. Um, so you would want to keep in mind, okay, um, are there families there? Is it an environment where I could get easy access to the local schools and, and be able to partner with the local schools? And then um, you don't have to be a technical person. You don't have to have a tech background like Darren Cato does. And you don't even have to have an education, an, an, an educator's background like Juanita does. You just have to have a heart 
for kids and the passion to wanting to equip them for it. Um, and, and of, of, of course, there's, you know, the protocol that the franchise requires, but um, there is so much opportunity um, to be able to put your mark on your own community. Um, and so I, I would definitely invite you to give us a call and, and we could talk more about what steps you could take. If this is something you want to pursue, we can invite you out to our center, spend some time with us, and see if this is something that you want to explore further. No, I love it. And I love how you pointed out, you know, just having a passion for children. There are so many people that in that perspective saying, well, what does that look like? How do I do it going forward? And what better way to not only have a passion and ultimately um, our, our all of our own prosperity and our own nurturing are best done when people really care about us. And so if you care about children, and as she just mentioned, you don't have to be have the background. The fran- that's what a franchise aspect is. It's basically set up, and you have to, you know, learn how to run the business aspect or whatever. But it sounds like all of y'all are open to making that process easier for somebody who may think of it on that level. We have about a minute before we um, end the show, so if you will, Kim, please give out the information that you've already given out of how to contact Code Ninja, that's particularly um, the one in the Smyrna location, one more time, and, and, and we'll let you go. But thank you for being with us this morning. Oh, thank you for having me. Thank you so much. This has been great. Um, I love representing Code Ninjas here in Atlanta, the Smyrna location. We're located at 4691 South Atlanta Road, Southeast. Our phone number is 678 8603, and you can find us online at codeninjas.com and just search the Smyrna location. Again, um, we are here to help, so don't hesitate to call and ask us about anything as it relates to your child, your uh, child in your community, um, or even your own, uh, your interest in pursuing uh, something similar to what we're doing here. We we are always looking for uh, to grow the team and to work together. Um, across the board and, and in many different facets. Appreciate you so much, Queen. If you will, text me the contact information. I'll ensure that anytime I put a replay up that I include it in the re- in, um, the, the comments of the replays. Thank you so much, Queen. Again, you were amazing. Well, the two speakers, we'll see y'all next Saturday. Thank, Thank y'all for tuning in. Share this show. Many people need to hear it. Thank y'all. All I ask is that you think. <laughs>